Our scripture passage this morning is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. And then I'm going to add a little bit. But Pew Bible, page 1804, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. I'm already smiling, so you know this is going to be good, right? <laughs> okay. Battlefield of the mind. I want you guys to help me finish a sentence. All right? Can you do that? Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Okay, here's your sermon in a sentence. You ready? Practice. Period. Practice. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the battlefield of the mind. We've been talking about thinking on these things. We've been talking about that we have the mind of Christ. So many things that, that we've been looking at and focusing on as far as the mind and the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. The definition that we've been working with as far as that is concerned is that the helmet of salvation, it is a mental guard. It is the unwavering, unchanging, steadfast belief that God and all of His promises to you are more powerful and provide a much better outcome than you're being told. Am I the only one that have conversations up here? See? Thank you. I don't feel so alone. See, we're just this great, great, big group that we're all together in this. But I, too, I have these conversations, and it's just back and forth. It's like you're watching a tennis match, isn't it? Okay, well, this is said, and then this is said, and then this is said. The helmet of salvation is the mental guard, and it's me in my heart establishing that there is an unwavering, unchanging, steadfast belief that God and all of His promises that He's given to me, are greater and more powerful than what I'm being told. That's the helmet of salvation. 
We talked about earlier the helmet of salvation. Yes, it is about salvation. It is about us being saved by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. But salvation isn't just my eternal life. It's salvation in this life. It's salvation in, in the situations that I get into, whether I put myself in them or not. But I get into these situations and I need saving. Right? I'm not the only one, am I? No. I, we do. We end up in these situations and we're just like, oh my word, if I could just get out of this. Yes, salvation. Jesus died on the cross for your everyday life. For your everyday life. Not just do the best you can while you're walking and breathing, and I'll take care of you once you've taken your last breath. That's not the salvation that God is just talking about. He's talking about from the moment that you commit yourself to Him, I got you with you see what's going on in your life and I'm with you I want you to know that I'm not going to leave you so turn to me first don't try and work out all your plans and then go well I've tried everything that I can do now okay God why not give the creator of all first crack at it right why, why do we go through these motions of beating our head against the wall only to turn to Him and go, okay, now can you help me? Right now, whether it's the phone call that comes in, whether it's something that comes out of my mouth that shouldn't have, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that happens, my first response needs to be up. This way. God, you see what's going on. Help me. Help me. That's where our transformation comes in. As we begin to stop thinking the old path and step to the new path, our mind is transformed and our life is renewed. That's what happens. That's the renewal process. So... We were going to talk about today putting this helmet on and some practical ways to change our direction of thinking. Right? This is good, isn't it? It's like, this is wonderful. Finally. <clears throat> I just mentioned one of them. Pray. Pray. The God of all creation knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. So the question isn't always, or the, it, the question really isn't, God, or what, it's not, what do I do now? That's not the question. What do I do now? The question is, God, what do you want to do? God, what are you doing? Because God is everywhere, right? God knows all things, right? God sees all things, right? God is in the past, He's in the present, and He's in the future, correct? So He's not bound by time. So, in my yesterday, He saw my today coming. And you know what? He's already living in my tomorrow. 
So when the situation or a circumstance comes up in our life right now, why wouldn't we ask the one that lives in my tomorrow? Because he's already there. So the, the idea of prayer isn't just, God, help me, where we have all been there at points, just exasperated down on the floor, God, help me. But see, there's a faith that we can have because we know God's already in our tomorrow. So when we ask God for help, it's like, God, show me what you're doing. What do you want to do in and through this? And who do, I, who do you want to be to me in this? So this morning in worship, we called out several descriptive names of who God is, didn't we? So in my tough time, God, who do you want to be to me in this situation? Well, Ian, I want to be your protector. Ian, I want to be your guard. Ian, I want to be your hope. I want to be your joy. I want to be your, you're going to love this one, patience. Ooh, good, 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 because man, I need that. Or, 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 or. I want to be your peace, Ian. I want to be your peace. I want to be your comfort. I want to be your strength. So in our tough situations, our prayer can be, yes, God, help me. But in these situations, God also wants to show us more so who He is. And what he can be to us. So God, what do you want to be to me in this situation? And when that transpires, when that happens and that takes place, and God moves us through that situation, then we have a point of reference that we have experienced God moving in our life. Those are things you don't forget. Right? We don't forget our experiences, do we? And that's so much of what God wants to do. He wants to move into our lives so that we experience who He is. Yes, we can understand His promises. We can understand His character. There is so much that we learn right here from the, from the Scriptures. But when we experience God one-on-one, -on -one, face-on, it leaves an impression in our heart and on our life that is not forgotten. So then years from now, I'm down here in my life, and another tough situation comes up. I go back to, well, you know what? When God did this and this and this, He's the same God then as He is in my today who lives in my tomorrow. I pray that God just took that little point of prayer and blew it up into a much bigger perspective than just this. Those moments are for this relationship to build. So when we go, God, who do you want to be to me in this? God, my heart is hurting. My heart is broken. I don't know what to do tomorrow. I'm in a situation I can't think straight. Who do you want to be to me in all this, God? 
and all this madness and all this craziness that's going on in my head. Who do you want to be to me? I want to be your wisdom. I want to be your comforter. Prayer. Prayer is about the relationship. The second thing. To practically move us forward in changing our mindsets. Is to praise. And to worship. To praise and to worship. Remember last week we talked about being in a difficult situation, whether it's a coworker or a family member or whatever, and that, and, and that person is in our face. They are just letting us have it. But we know, for whatever reason, for, maybe it's because you don't want to lose your job, or maybe it's because whatever reason, you maintain composure and you let a much sweeter voice tone come out than what's going on in here and you try to keep your facial expression and your body language just as calm remember I talked about you know don't don't cross your arms you know th- that doesn't work so don't cross your arms so in talking about that that's us taking control that's taking control of our mindset that's taking control of our thoughts and instead of going down this direction which would leave me out lead me out the door of my job i'm going to go this direction instead That's taking control. It's the same thing here with praise and worship. Well, Ian, I just had a really hard day. I don't feel like praising and worshiping. I don't feel like that. You know what I feel like? Ordering the largest pizza that I can get and sit down with a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper and finishing it off with a half-gallon ice cream. That's what I feel like. I'm not alone. (laughs) Right, Right? but that's how we feel in a tough situation that's how we just that is the feelings that come on us but that's the mindset we have instead of reaching across the counter to hit the radio or hopping in my truck and hitting the radio to listen to to Caleb and praise and worship I'm on speed dial to to the closest pizza place It's even in those moments we have to shift gears. We have to go, you know what? I'm not going down this road that does nothing for me. In the moment, and pizza tastes great. By the end of the evening, I'm popping pills for heartburn and all this other stuff because I ate too much and blah, blah, blah. We end up in a not good place. But if I get in my truck and I hit Caleb and that song, Who You Are To Me, comes on, that's what I need. That's what I need to shift my focus, to get my eyes off of the problem and go up to the one who can handle it. We have to change mental course. And the Spirit of God that lives in us gives us the strength to do that. Speaking, praises, saying words. We did it again this morning. We went around. Who is God to you? Started off slow, didn't it? Right? Then more, then more, then more, 
That's the shift. That's the spiritual shift and the spiritual uplift of praise and worship. Why? You're speaking life. Proverbs tells us our words have life and death. Our words have power. So I could stand up here and complain all day. And by the end of the service, everybody would be like, yeah, that's right, man. I tell you what, I'm sick of that too. Man, what, I tell you what, I didn't get uplifted at church, but man, I certainly got my dirty laundry aired out and I feel great. But that's not what we do here, is it? And over the last several years, we have watched a shift, even within this church, that when we come here together, there is an expectation, a joyful expectation, that my heart is going to get uplifted. Forward to watching Doug walk through the back doors and being able to see him. I get a joy watching Gary walk in and spending some time together. He shakes my hand every time I walk down the aisle after church. No matter what I say. <laughs> but it is joyful. That's what God is stirring up in us. And that's what He is creating. But it happens because we speak life. We speak words. And when we speak those words, they're powerful. They're impactful. Praise and worship. Speaking thanksgiving. Speaking the promises that God has given us. Speaking about how He sees you. Third, and I've referenced this a little bit, music. Music. Music is powerful. Is it not? It is. Created by God Himself. For worship. But music is powerful. What do you listen to? Because a lot of the messages that are out there are defeating. And they're questioning. And they bring back bad memories. Things that take your mind off course. Listen to what's uplifting. Listen to what gives you a message. Something that is moving you forward. Something that's going to just hold on to your heart. Even if it's for three to four minutes and give you a break from all that's been coming down on you lose yourself in what God has created for worship towards Him it can be anything from the hymns that we sing to the contemporary worship that's on K-Love or other things Pandora that you can get different groups or it just the list goes on and on dust off your cassette tapes <laughs> I know some of you have them. Knock off your eight tracks, right? But there is, a, there is a point to worship where God will meet us in music. He will meet us there. Open the door for Him to meet you. That takes your mind and brings it in a direction that cuts, is cutting that new path that we've been talking about. That lets you step into where He wants to take you. Next. What do you watch? What do you watch? 
What you see is where your mind goes. What you see burns into your mind and burns into your brain. It's like, and I've said this before, the number one way that God spoke to man, communicated with man here, is through dreams and visions. Visually. The majority of us are visual learners. Right? What you watch is the picture that gets etched into your brain. What you see gets etched into your brain. There's a lot of great stuff out there. A lot of great stuff that we can watch. But if you're wanting to change your mindset, so you take a step this way, and you spend your evenings watching things over here, you've got this battle. And it just goes back and forth. And you get caught in this limbo. Well, I want to move forward, but I get drugged back. I want to da 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 And you know what? You are the flag in the middle of the tug-of-war rope between God and Satan. That's life. Is it not? I've been there. You know how that feels? Well, I got this. I'm going to pull back this way. Well, I just can't let this go. It's twofold there. You can't let it go, and it doesn't want to let you go. So the claws of the enemy, that lion who walks around seeking whom he may devour, has anchored itself into you, and it is pulling. How do I get those claws out? Ask for forgiveness and renounce it. I'm sorry for doing that, God. I'm asking you in the power of your blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for me that it be removed from my life. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it anymore because I'm going down this path. But the things we see lead us to where we need to go. I brought some things in so I could show you guys. This is one of my journals. I go back and read my journals. I have a lot of them. But I, I read this so that I can understand and be reminded of what God has brought me through. I can see the words and it sinks into my heart. The same reason Moses wrote the first five books. To remind the children of Israel where God brought them. Do you know another reason that I've kept journals? It's so that my kids can read it. That the God that they run into in their need is the same God that their father served. These are cards. You guys remember these cards? We did this in a couple different sermon series and I had these cards printed. I keep these. This one, this one, sits on my desk. I look at it every day. Embrace your process. God's moving in your life. He's working in your life. He wants to take you somewhere. The picture is like a maze back here. But I keep this in front of me because I need to remember that I need to embrace my process. It's not easy. God never said it would be. But there's a pathway through my process. And He is the lamp unto my feet. And I will follow His path. Embrace your process. Maybe a tough day, Ian, but that's okay. You're getting refined. You know those barbs that are all over you? I'm shaving them off. Embrace your process. 
no matter how difficult the day may be, no matter what type of interesting conversation I may have had with somebody, no matter how somebody may act, love first. This one, I have had sitting on my desk for years, for years. And there was a time in life it was just, uh, it was tough, and I'm like, God, just speak to me. Just please give, give me something. <laughs> you know, just, you know, one day, even, even a blind squirrel can find enough. But I'm just like, I'm that blind squirrel today, God. Please, just let me find something. And here's what he gave me, Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Believe, Ian, this is my promise to you, that you will see my goodness in the land of the living. You don't have to wait to walk the streets of gold. I will bring goodness to you while you're alive on this earth. So this sits on my desk also. I like coffee. Does everybody like coffee? Almost everybody. <laughs> I know Debbie doesn't. Coffee cups. This one. Fearfully and wonderfully made. We've got another one at home. Love never fails. This is the one that Julie got me. And so the adventure begins. I know I'm going someplace. And it's an adventure with God. But I need to see these things in the morning after a hard day or a tough day, wondering what this day holds, but I need to see things. But see, we do that in our lives anyway, don't we? Our houses are full of pictures that remind us of our family or past or our pets and things along those things that, that bring us joy, right? Why not put things in front of us that let us know where we're going, that encourage us, that make us... Be reminded of the promises that God has given each one of us. This is what I'm doing with you. Well, you know, I'm in this really tough situation. God, what do you want to be to me in this tough situation? I want to be peace to you. Okay, I want to be peace. So you know what? If you're at Hobby Lobby and there's something that says peace on it, get it. Put it in your house. Put it as a hood ornament on your car. It doesn't matter to me. Get it in front of you. So that you see it, because that's who He is to you in this season, in this time. He wants to be your peace. Look for what it is that He wants to be with you in that situation. And let your eyes be fixated on that. Let the pizza go. Put the ice cream back. Don't go that route. Instead, engage this. Purposefully engage it. Practice. 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 There's a law. It's called the law of seven touches. 
You heard about that? If you see it, hear it, or understand it, or it comes across your path seven times, then it starts to sink in. So practice. Practice. Practice, 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 practice. So when you walk out of here, you're going to go, what did he talk about today, practice? Practice. It really is. It's really that. You know, oftentimes the way that our minds work and the paths that we take and the, the line of thinking that we follow is behavior. Unlearn it. Shift. We're going this way because you know what? That does nothing but cause chaos and add pounds. Right? Let's go this way. This is the abundance that God promised and Jesus talked about in John 10. I've come to give you life. And life to the full. And life abundant. But if we keep dwelling in these mindsets over here, we don't step into this. And that's where we've been invited. That's where we've been invited. Practice. Practice, 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 practice. My one word sermon. Practice. Father, Lord God, I just pray and I pray over these people that are sitting here with us. Father, I pray over those who are watching by Facebook. God, I ask in the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit that you give us power and that you give us strength to shift our mindsets. Father, that you release us from old things. Father, from paths that we're used to walking down, that you release us from those. And that you bring forth the new path. That you give us that opportunity to see what's taking place in the middle of the situation and to step the other direction rather down the, than the old path that we're used to. Father, empower us to think according to your heart. Father, empower us to listen and make the choice to listen to the things that we need to listen to that are uplifting, that are encouraging, that are edifying, that build us up. Through us, you impact others. But Father, minister to our hearts today. Minister to our hearts today. Father, teach us about prayer. Help our minds to remember questions that we need to ask about what you want to be to us in all of this. And Father, may our ears be open to listen and to hear and Father, to engage it. Father, I pray that we step into your love today and that you release these things from us and allow us to be everything that you've created us to be. Father, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the power and the blood that was shed for us. That we become what you created us to be. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.